Hello and welcome to Housing Bites, the show where I speak to people working in and around the housing sector about the challenges we all face in our day-to-day working lives. I'm your host, Scott McKinvan, and I have two decades of experience working for housing associations, most recently Clarion, and now running my own consultancy. I'm really pleased for the very first occasion, we've got Jane Bellis here from Penny Smart. Jane, welcome. Hi, Scott. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. So, Jane, tell us a little bit about Penny Smart, what you do and how you started. Penny Smart is a budgeting, benefits and debt advice agency. We do advice and casework and we also do training for frontline staff, such as social housing staff, to upskill them in those subjects as well. So, Penny Smart is a CIC community interest company it's a bit of a mouthful so that means that any profits that we make are reinvested back into the organization or redeployed for the benefit of our community which is and any low-income neighborhoods that are struggling with financial exclusion so we've been around quite a while now since 2009 And we began as a pilot project in North Wales. So we're based up in the northwest in the lovely city of Chester. But we work across all of England and Wales as well. So we mainly contract with social housing providers and we provide specialist and regulated debt advice. And we also provide benefit advice and casework and also budgeting advice and casework with the training that sits alongside it as well. We originally began our journey with Clarion being our first social housing partner. And now, 12 years on, we have got a whole bunch of social housing partners that we work with on a daily basis. So, Jane, you've just taken me back all all those years of when we started, when I was at at Clarion and bought Penny Smart on board. And I remember at the time people being quite quite dubious about telephone debt advice. I think that's changed now, hasn't it? Uh, Have you had some obstacles that you've had to overcome over the time? Indeed, yes, yes. I mean, I came from a telephone advice background. My In a previous life, I worked for a national provider of telephone advice. And so I knew the benefits that could be brought. You know, it's cost effective. It can be a good solution for clients. And I also worked quite a bit with face-to-face advice as well. But I certainly think now after probably 25 plus years in the industry of experiencing all channels, that it's more about good advice and bad advice rather than a good channel for delivery. You mentioned that that word regulated debt advice. What, what, What do you mean by that? So debt advice since 2014, it's regulated in England and Wales by the Financial Conduct Authority. So anybody who wants to give debt advice, that includes debt counselling, debt adjustment or other credit services must first of all be authorised by the Financial Conduct Authority. So our advice agency has been regulated since 2014. 
Yeah, no, and, and I, 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 I did know the answer to that question, but one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up is I never wanted to, to manage a debt advice company. So I think when we met, it, it was a perfect match at that moment in time because it's something I didn't want to do. And I know some have gone gone down that route. I didn't want to go through all the, the rules and the regulations that, that that meant. So you covered all of that for me. That was the thing that was really at my time at Clarion. We knew that you, you were regulated and you would do the best for our clients. But also that had grown over time as well, wasn't it? Because I can't remember the, the, the sort of numbers that we were putting through you then, but I'm sure it's a lot more now. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So obviously we've we learned lots with our partnership with Clarion. It was it's been an amazing journey and we've really got the service to a sweet spot now where we can run a really efficient service where the tenants are getting the outcomes that they they really want. So yeah, probably putting several hundred tenants through through the regulated debt advice now. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good numbers. So, so tell me a little bit about, because you have in effect two clients, don't you? You have the client that is the housing association or whoever else you're, you're, you're working for, but then you also have the individuals who, who you are supporting. T- tell me a bit about each of those journeys, that, that what people ex- can expect from you. Well, we see it as our vir- uh, virtuous triangle, but our, our relationships with our housing providers are really very closely aligned. We see them as partners and we see that customer service is a big part of that, that not only do they want to refer clients to us and for them to be treated well, but also they want a good service themselves. You know, if they, they, they probably have tight budgets you know, they want to see the business case for the service being contracted out. So they need to see value for money. And I think you'll agree we're probably particularly high scoring when it comes to reporting and feedback. So we've always from get go prioritised communication with both sets of customers. And we find that that's key to success really is keeping everybody in the loop, giving updates of, you know, how things are progressing with a tenant and then doing monthly and quarterly reporting and really regular service reviews with our housing partners. But then on the tenant side of things, really appreciating that there is no typical client. Our our service has to be client-centered and we have to have processes that can tailor to the needs of those tenants who can often be very vulnerable clients. You know, we tend to get the referrals that are either unwilling or unable to access the more mainstream providers that are out there in the market. So, yeah, and, uh, and and that that tailoring, I, I think, is is really a USP of, of Penny Smart. Is because you can you can tailor the need to to the individuals, which I think is so important in terms of the support and advice. Because also with with what you're doing, you I, I know that is a really hard thing for people to talk about. People don't want to admit that they've made mistakes and we all make mistakes when it comes to money. So it's that hard first step to say, not only do I need the support, but and I've got to be open and honest with someone and tell them the situation that I'm I'm in. Now I know you, you probably don't have the, the old face to face days where you go and open all the envelopes, but I'm sure you have a similar story of that where you go through people and you say, Is that everything? And they go, mm, no, I've got something else. Do you have that happen a lot? Yeah, yeah. We've got a technical term for it. It's called full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there um, you go. You see? 
Yeah, we, we were very aware that possibly in the first appointment or the first meeting, you know, the client is probably not trusting of us until they've learned that we've got their best interests at heart, that we are impartial and we are actually not acting for the social housing provider, but we are completely there for their best interest, which if we didn't do, we would actually be in breach of our FCA regulation. So once they are confident and they can trust that we will give them the best advice, then we find that they do tend to open up more. And part of the the whole debt advice, budgeting, benefits advice procedure is, you know, checks and balances have to be done to ensure that we do have a full picture. And we may not be getting full disclosure, not necessarily because they don't want to share, but often they might have memory problems or mental Mm. health problems that prevent them from even remembering, you know, what what debts or problems or benefits over payments that they've got. So, you know, you you have to take it at face value, really. Yeah, no, absolutely. So so, so tell me, how do you establish that trust over the telephone? People say, "Is, is that very hard? Um, Well, we train all our advisors in-house, but we have an amazing team of customer service operatives or assistants because we very early on recognize that if we're not going to be able to do face-to-face, then the customer experience or the customer journey is just as, if not more important to the clients than the actual outcomes In fact, we find it very hard for them to realise that, you know, that eventually our service is ended and they've reached their outcomes and they do get very engaged with the service. And that engagement is is hard because you don't want to create a dependency either. No. Do you? You you want people to to learn from it and and to move on. But but it's hard if if you've supported people well, they will try and come back time and time again. So, yeah, I I can understand that. Now, now tell me about the the full disclosure and you working on the benefit of the client. Can that sometimes go against your other housing association in terms of if there's arrears? Yes. So obviously, when we get into a partnership with a housing association, we have to be completely open and honest and, you know, set set out our game plan that we are there as independents yeah. and we're not there to collect rent. And we wouldn't take a housing association on who wanted us to act as debt collectors. We are impartial. And it is often that that is actually what they want because they can then explain to the tenant that uh, referral is a good faith relationship and that it is in their best best interest you know and there there are no strings which which can sometimes be a barrier if in-house debt advisors are giving advice that some tenants may find that difficult with the conflict yeah, I think that separation is is very important. And, and also at the same time, I think there's the, the understanding in terms of the different teams within housing associations about how this how this works. And ultimately, it's for the benefit of all Indeed. that you're trying to make this happen. It's about getting people, I, I think, sometime back on a strong foundation, a new foundation, a reset for what's going on. But I do remember having those conversations internally. And sometimes internally, there's a there's a fine line to tread. But I think if you make people aware about where you're coming from, they do understand long term. Now, you mentioned one other thing that I'd written down, which was around about reporting and statistical information. Mm-hmm. Now, you know me, I love reporting and statistical information. And one thing, again, I always remember, 
remember was reports not only from you being on time, but also very accurate, very informative, but also at the same time, the, the types of information that I could use talking back to boards, etc. And I think you're, you're, you're very good at that. Do you get that from the rest of your clients? We do indeed, yes. And I know we've had this conversation a lot of times, Scott, that we're both spreadsheet nerds. <laughs> we are indeed. <laughs> But I think, you know, my my background with a national telephone provider really gave me a good grounding in data, data sets, data analysis. And I, I can see that it's the way really that we evidence the work that we do. Mm. But yeah, I, I mean, we, we track and, and monitor all our data. So things like, you know, the financial uplifts how many clients have engaged, you know, the outcomes that they've secured, the number of debt relief orders that we're able to process. All of that can help to look at and to improve services in the future. And we've just been doing that constantly in a loop, haven't we, for 12 years. And and that ultimately is is about moving people out of debt. And as I say, that that foundation, that new foundation that that can give them and and hopefully a a new and fresh start, which is, again, I think what what we're all looking for. Now, I think there's some other things that are happening in 2023 that weren't happening when you first started. The cost of living crisis, well, how are you seeing that change? Not only the clients that you're working with, but, but how you're supporting them. I mean, obviously, it, it makes balancing budgets a lot, a lot harder. Not impossible, but a lot harder. And I, th- I would definitely say that the percentage of clients that when they go through our money health check process, that they end up with a budget shortfall or what we call a deficit budget is hugely increased. I mean, anybody on universal credit or uh, legacy benefits, it will inevitably be in a budget shortfall. So, you know, I think it's the cost of living crisis, but I think there's a bigger welfare benefits crisis as well that's come off the back of the reforms and years of austerity. So helping clients to balance those budgets is getting harder and harder and we're having to cast the net wider and wider in order to, to achieve that yeah now we can see that getting harder for, for everybody and and have you seen an increase in fuel debt yeah i mean it it had been growing anyway but now we we would be surprised if anybody on benefits didn't have arrears on electricity and gas and some of our tenants are off gas as well so you know they're having problems with oil supplies or liquid gas So, yeah, I mean, it's standard process for us now to have to either, you know, put energy debts into debt relief orders or go for energy debts to clear clear debts, particularly at this time of year where we've come off, you know, quite a harsh December and everybody's bills are absolutely sky high. We've probably had to put at least three times the amount into our budgets for paying ongoing bills. Wow, so that, that's that's quite an increase in a short space of time that, that you've seen. And and certainly there has been some news in, in the press this week, isn't there, about the movement over to prepayment meters and some, shall I say, some shady practices. There you go. I'm going to say shady practices that we've, we've read about. But it looks like that's been put a stop to quite quickly as well. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is something that those working in the debt advice world, have been, we've been banging our head mm-hmm. against that old proverbial brick wall for years and years. And we're saying, what took you so long yeah. to realise this is going on? You know, so very welcome news. And I think Citizens Advice have done a lot of good campaigning work, as have Yay as well. 
Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really, again, taking a change for the positive, which is really good. Now, also, I, th- I think you're, you're moving into other areas as, as well, aren't you? We know that there's a link to mental health and financial well-being as well. So you're looking at ways that you can work within different sectors around that. Anything you want to um, tell us about? Well, it, it just happened. We were approached by a couple of social landlords to actually put something together for the staff well-being. So I think there's a the big movement within the subset of impl- support for employee, you know, I think possibly informed by media articles about, you know, nurses having to use food banks, things like that. Employers beginning to realise there's a responsibility there to look after financial well-being of staff. So we've, we've done a few initial webinars and programmes where we're actually giving tips and tricks on Things like managing energy bills, money and mental health, and also we do giving yourself a money makeover, you know, just to help people who might be feeling the pinch but may not necessarily be facing debt problems. But if staff are, you know, quite progressed with their problems, then of course they can also be referred into our advice service yeah it's great to see you using your experience in in another way and, mm. and actually in there because yeah we're, we're all we're all the same we're all human beings and we all have our flaws and weaknesses and so being able to, to support the people who are working for you i think is really important because it can help in so many ways now jane i'll make sure that i put your information in here so people can get in touch with you and can have a chat with you whether that's in terms of doing regulated debt advice for for their tenants and residents or even as we were just talking about the financial well-being of their staff and supporting and doing training around that but can i say thank you so much for spending time with me this afternoon telling me a bit about penny smart and a little bit about the journey that we've had together in that time when i was working for clarion oh and thank you scott for the opportunity to speak it's been wonderful thanks a lot jane look forward to speaking to you soon